0: College football has only been out of the regular season for two weeks, and the coaching carousel was very busy. But it's actually kind of slowing down now after a recent move in the ACC landed a Big Ten coach at a school BC plays regularly. We're going to talk about where the carousel looked towards this year and how that impacted the Eagles. We'll look at last year's coaching carousel uh, coaches in the ACC, and then I'm going to give you some predictions on where the carousel could kick in in 2023. All of this and more on today's Locked on BC. You are Locked on Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on, BC. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet BetOnline, Bet Online, as you've got, you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, with BC done for, for football and basketball looking like it's almost done already and it's only the beginning of December, going to start looking at some of the things that are going on around the country and kind of look at them, talk about how they impact college football, but also how they impact Boston College, because... Uh, you know, there's not a lot when you're not bowl eligible that you can get into, um, in terms of like current stuff. So I love talking college, co- uh, the coaching carousel um, I love looking at what teams are doing and, uh, what they are, you know, who they hired, giving my thoughts on it. Uh, you know, my gut reactions on certain things and, you know, you can look around the country right now and, uh um, I, I personally love the hire for Deion Sanders at Colorado. I don't know how he's going to be as an in-game coach, but man, he's brought some sp- uh, fire to a program that's been dead for a while. Um, and it just shows you what one coach can do. And I'm sure he's going to have to perform on the field, but I mean, they went out there and they were they were, uh, they were serious about that. So you got coaches like that. I like that hire. Um, not a huge, 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 uh, huge Hugh Freeze fan at Auburn. I already made that clear. Uh Liberty, I don't like the school, but I mean you got JB Chadwell. That's a great hire. And now the rumor that um uh what's his face? Jason Garrett is g- possibly going to Stanford. I got chewed out by someone on Twitter about this, but I I mean if you're Stanford man, you you can you can do better than Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett was like a milk toast NFL coach. Uh, How is he going to be in the, at the college level? We've already seen it fail so many times. Why would you do it again? You saw Lovey Smith, kind of just like the same, you know, middling coach. He didn't do anything. You saw uh, Herm Edwards. He flamed out. I mean, why are you going to do this again? But anyways, this isn't about the, the college-level coaches from around the country. I'm looking at the ACC. And we're going to talk about the coaches that have changed hands already this year. The first one I want to look at is a team. I believe BC plays soon, the Georgia tech yellow jackets who stayed in house to hire Jeff Collins, defensive coach, Brent key, Brent key, um, you know, earned his, I, I guess you could say he earned his way back in. He is a, a Georgia tech alum. He had two top 25 wins in the season um, He held, you know, Georgia Tech relative, I mean, Georgia relatively close for a while. But I have to say, I, I mean, I get it to an extent. You get a guy that's local that you know, and he brought some excitement, but does he bring enough excitement? Like Georgia Tech has been dormant for so long. I mean, it's been the Paul Johnson years from, you know, a, like 15 years ago. They needed to make a splash here and get some excitement. I'm not sure Key's going to do that. I also don't particularly think it's a great idea that he's out there talking crap about Georgia, a team that's going to have to play them every year. And I I get it. It's a rivalry game, but I, I, I I don't know. I mean, you can make a comment here or there, but he seems to be doing it quite a bit Um, and, and giving them the Bulldogs um, a team that's infinitely better than them on paper, all the um, bulletin board material you need in the world. Doesn't seem like a bright move. Um, I don't, I'm not a big fan of this hire. I think Georgia tech should have done better. I, when, 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 you know, they hired him, I was, I thought all along Chadwell would have been a great fit there. Like you get a kid like that. It almost goes back to the uh, triple option routes because he's got, he's got pieces of that in the offense that he runs. You can get the gimmicky kind of stuff at, at Georgia tech and you you're in that area. I mean, All in all, I would have put this guy third in my my hires between Chadwell and Willie Fritz from Tulane. Willie Fritz also makes sense because he's a guy that was, you know, at a a private school that had high admission standards, just like Georgia Tech does. So not too big of a hire, a fan of this hire, but we'll have to wait and see. Next is the most recent hire uh, in the ACC that I want to talk about. And this happened just today. As Louisville... Who just lost Scott Satterfield to to Cincinnati went back into the Big Ten to hire a new head coach, Jeff Brom of Purdue. Jeff Brom, just like I mentioned with Brent Key, is a um, an alumni of of uh, Louisville. This has been a move uh, ten years in the make, uh, five years in the making. I mean, how could the Cards fall any better for Louisville? Like they wanted to get rid of Scott Satterfield. I mean, that has been clear for a, a while now. I mean, I mean, it's been rumored for for years that they're going to get rid of him, right? And he kind of just did enough to keep his job. Cincinnati takes him off it, their, off his hand, off their hands, and then they get the coach that they wanted all along. He just, you know, they pay him a little more and they get him there. It's a slam dunk for Louisville. Now, Brom is a good fit. I, 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 you know, he's not a he's not a slam dunk in terms of his what he could do there because I mean, he's only to uh, had one top 25 season at Purdue. So when you go to that next level, you're you, you might want to expect more, but he's got a good offensive mind, just like Scott Satterfield did a better offensive mind. I think um, he's local. He knows the guys and he's had a success of bringing a program up. Like Purdue was a dumpster fire when he got there and you know, they were in the, the big 10 championship game this year. So he, he can do it. Um, it's a good hire, not a great hire, good hire. Um, and I think this will put them at at a position to be better than BC. I'm interested to see how Brom recruits because Satterfield was starting to get a lot of that, um, NIL rub, you know, they had Pierre Clarkson and Ruben Owens and all these other five stars coming in because they're paying him. And now he leaves, they're all leaving. So I'm I'm curious to see what Brom does. I think that's the big pieces. Can he recruit the, the level that they need them to, to recruit? But he he's gonna be, he's gonna be a, a thorn in the side of BC, I think. And now in a moment, we're gonna get into some of the coaches that were hired last year. Gonna look at what they've done, talk about where they they are, and and and, and kind of just give a, a a synopsis of their hires so far because you know they've all had their first year, and we're gonna have thoughts about each one of them. We'll get to that in just a moment. Now, Bet Online is your place to go when you want to make your sport number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it covered at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can get those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix in. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. And I love going to bed online. I mean, this weekend, I'm sure they're gonna have the odds for BC and Villanova on their um on their site. Interested to see what that odds are gonna be. I'm guessing double digits based on the way BC's been playing. But you can head on over to Bed Online where the game starts. This is Locked On BC, AJ Black here. Thank you all for listening. And if you haven't done so already, hammer that like and subscribe button. If you're listening right now, you're on your computer, hit like right now. It helps this get up at the algorithm for college football fans. Even if it's not BC fans, it pushes it up a little bit. And subscription is like a Christmas present to me. It doesn't cost you anything. And it really does. um, It does support the podcast. If you want to also support and get more Boston college news, you can become a subscriber to my site. I am the editor of 247's Eagle Insider. It's 50% off right now. You can get $50 uh, for the whole year. It's around a little over $50 for the whole year for all your BC news analysis. I've got recruiting updates. I've got interviews with a committed BC player. I I got to talk to an offensive lineman, Michael Kronz. I'll have hit it up on the website for, for VIP users. I talked to a kid they just offered. I've got transfer note, note, uh, notes and news that I don't put on the podcast. It's insider information for my VIP members. You can get that all for $50 a year. And guess what? Right now, if you sign up, you get Paramount Plus included in your deal. Can't beat that. So head over to Eagle Insider and sign up today. It's a deal you're not going to beat. Make sure you do that um and 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 join our our commenter board and say hi on there as well. All right. We are talking the coaching carousel. One of my favorite parts of the offseason. I love seeing what coaches what coaches go everywhere. And last year was a busy one in the ACC at the end of the 21 season, we saw four coaches find new homes uh, in the ACC. First of all, we had Brent Pry, a quarter uh, the coach of Virginia tech. He was coming from Penn state. Uh, It was the defensive quarter of Penn state. And uh, you know, he was bringing like the, the, the rub that I got from him the entire off season was he's bringing that blue-collar, workman's mentality back to uh Blacksburg, and I didn't see any of that this year. Well, I saw it once when his team smoked BC, but that that's besides the point. Other than that, this year was a complete disaster for the Hokies, who finished in the bottom of the ACC below BC. I think BC was their only ACC win because they didn't get to play uh Virginia. And, you know, I don't know what he, I don't. I'm not sure what he's going to become. You know, we just got through the Hokies. Uh, you know, completely losing their way under Justin Fuente. They go out, they try to find another coach, and it, it, right now, it doesn't seem that way. He does not seem to have uh, the the program heading in the right direction. But I said the same thing about Mike Norvell, and he at Florida State, and he's got it going. But right now, you go into next year if you play Virginia Tech you're starting to think okay this is not the same virginia tech team that you know won acc championships in the late 2000s or you know had a top 25 teams under frank beamer this team seems like it's still stuck in the in the bottom of the acc and i r- unless they make big moves in the transfer portal i don't see them jumping up next year this is a i i i don't think this guy is going to have a a long um career at Virginia tech, unless he figures things out. Uh, And I'm not sure that's going to happen anytime soon. Now next to him in this picture is another hire from this off season and one that is getting a lot of crap. And I, and definitely deserves it. Mario Cristobal, whose team went five and seven after many, including myself, projected him to take Miami to the ACC coastal championship. And to win the conference, uh, the division, it was a complete disaster of a year for Miami. They weren't even competitive in a lot of the games that they played, which is a, a real indictment on a team that had, you know, Kevin Steele and really uh, Josh Gaddis, their offensive coordinator. They've had good positional coaches. I mean, they bought, they were trying to buy the U back, uh, into uh, my into Coral Gables and did not do that. That being said. I can't sell on them yet. I I don't like I know that you need to build culture. I know you want to see a team like Miami figure some things out before you say it, but they're too much, they're too talented, and they're 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 doing too well on the transfer portal and in recruiting that this this issue can't go on forever. Now, that being said, I could be completely wrong, and there's just something um, you know malignant that's just running through this program that we're not seeing. But you have the good coaches. You have the good recruiting. I think they're going to figure things out. I think there was a humongous disappointment. I did my power rankings for locked on ACC earlier this week. And I put them near the bottom because when you look at um, your expectations versus results, they're near the bottom. They're down there with BC uh, because they just look bad. Now BC gets this team every year. They're going to get you next year when the divisions go away. BC plays Miami every year. This is going to be a fun game. Um, and I don't, I don't have in front of me if they play at Boston College or in Coral Gables. But there are two programs right now that are really struggling. And I don't know, you know, BC, Hope you know, the, the, the thoughts are that if they get their offensive line together a little bit, they'll be more competitive. Miami's thinking, that, you know, if we tr- get some more transfer kids in, I'm sure that, I forget that lawyer's name, is going to get a lot more money under them uh, to figure things out. That they're going to be better. It's going to be interesting to see when those two teams play, what program has taken the next step. I mean, I, if I was betting, I would bet on Miami. I think Miami will probably have it because they're just, you know, if you're bringing in five stars, they're, you know, they're going to probably do that. But that's two of the three. Mike Elko, I, I don't have pictures of him. Oh, sorry. Mike Elko is another coach. He was ACC coach of the year. Uh, a slam dunk higher from Duke. And as a Boston college fan, just think of this. If you're frustrated with Jeff Halfley, all the word was for the last two coaching searches, Mike Elko was one of the uh, people that they were considering. That's, that was the buzz, was that when he was at Texas A&M, Notre Dame as their defensive coordinator, that uh, BC had considered them as, as a head coach and didn't go his direction. And he brings Duke, a team that was a complete dumpster fire in 2021, to an 8-4 and four record and, and like inches away from 9-3. and three. That's tough. That is real tough, but Hey, good coach. He, he, you know, his, his team beat the crap out of BC this year. That's all I could say there. And the fourth coach, I am complete. Oh, Tony Elliott. I'm I, a very bad year for him in a lot of different reasons. Team didn't look very competitive, but I don't want to, I just, just for the sake of this conversation, I don't want to bash UVA because I just, at this point, given what just happened to that program with the shooting and everything, I, it's not my spot. Um, We'll have to wait and see that they're a program that doesn't look like they're heading in the right direction, but I don't want to, I don't want to hit them. I just, just a tough year for them. In our final segment, we're going to wrap up our conversation with what you all want to talk about, which is the coaching carousel moving forward. I'm going to give you my predictions of what coaches might be on the move in 2023. We'll get into that in just a moment locked on ACC AJ Black here. thank you all for listening. If you haven't done so already, hammer that like button. make make it pretend make pretend it is a cockroach on the bottom of your shoe. smash it. just smash it real hard. Give us that like. It really does help. Now part of the fun of having my own podcast is I can I can I can put on my genie hat and look into the future. and I'm just taking I'm spitballing here, folks, and it's my thoughts of what's gonna happen. But my projections of what's going to happen at the end of next year. And I want to look at some coaches I think that could be on the hot seat. And I'm not going to make you sit through this because I know you might get bored, but I'm going to put Jeff Halfley on that list as someone I think could possibly be on the way out after next year. There was so many issues with this team this last year and the year before that I have not seen enough consistency out of him in two out of the three years. In the first year, they had a good team that didn't really, bef- yeah, I mean, there's just a wash of a year that I am very concerned of the, of the direction of this program in 2023. I am not ready to write them off yet, but you're go you're going from, you know, a three and nine team to expecting that they're going to win more when they lost to Rutgers and UConn this last year, they, they, They were making mistakes that, you know, they regressed in all three areas of the game. I don't know if BC is going to be able to figure things out. That's why I think if they, if things project the way that they're going, I think BC could probably go like five and seven or, you know, four and eight next year. And then Jeff Halfley will be gone. I think there's a good possibility that could happen. So yes, I will throw him on that list. The next coach I want to bring up as finding a new home next year is Mack Brown of UNC. And I'm not putting him on here because he's struggling. He made it to the ACC championship game this year. He brought in Drake May, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and got him to stay for next year when it was clear other teams were trying to poach him. He's just getting old. So I'm wondering if either UNC takes a dive or if he just is done with the season and he 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 possibly ends up uh, leaving. He's one I would watch for. Another name I'd watch for is Dino Babers. And I put Dino Babers on here, not because he could be fired. He definitely could. I think he's a good coach and I've really come around to really respect what Babers has done. Um, he's he's really transformed Syracuse into a program that is drastically different than when he took over. Remember when he took over in 2018, he was a coach that ran that like uh, blitzkrieg, like, breakneck speed offense with Eric Dungy that had no you like left defenses with no time to breathe. What is he now? Ground and pound with a sol- solid defense that suffocates opposing teams. I mean, that's coaching right there. When you can flip the identity of your team to match the strengths of what you do, that's coaching. I I'm impressed with him and and the results aren't completely there yet. You know, he had that one year, as I said in 2018, and this year wasn't bad. I mean, he flipped a team that was really, really bad the year before into something solid, and I, you know, he's on my list because I think he could get poached, um, and it could happen this year. I, I just saw him linked with Purdue as a as a potential a potential fit there. Um, I've also I also wonder if there's another team that'll come out and, and try to grab him next year. I think that the potential is there. I think the potential for uh, Babers to get poached is going to be high. I think that's going to be something. And the final one that I think could also be poached is Dave Clawson of Wake Forest. I, I, you know, he seems happy at Wake, but there's always the potential that there's going to be a team that needs a head coach that wants someone who wins. And Clawson has been that guy. Now, his stock has definitely dropped. I would say Wake had a pretty disappointing year. But he's been consistent, and he knows how to build a program. So if there's a team out there that wants to pay him to do it, he might be a guy that leaves as well. So those are just my thoughts. Um, As you can tell from my voice, I have been sick all week. I continue to test negative for COVID, but I sound like a frog. And I apologize. My voice is probably uh, as unsexy as it is, uh, much more unsexy than it normally sounds. Joke, joke. I'm kidding. My voice is not sexy at all. Um, but thank you all for listening. We'll be back on Monday. We're going to review the Villanova game. I'll go over the Battle of Com Ave. BC plays BU. haven't talked hockey a bit, but I'd love to give you a little bit of insight on that. And any other news, um, hopefully there'll be some recruiting or NIL news uh, that I would love to talk to you about on Monday. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at AJBlack_BC. underscore BC. And thank you all for listening. We will see you again soon for another episode of Locked on BC.